0: Hey, everybody, this is Ash from the Rated NA podcast, and I am back from Seattle with some very special content we recorded live at PAX West 2017. Before we get started, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter, and that's at NerdAppropriate, Facebook, Slash NerdAppropriate, or email us directly, Matt, Scott, or Ash at NerdAppropriate.com. Big thanks to everyone we said hi to in Seattle, and a huge thanks to all the developers that made this show possible. It was so much fun. And we genuinely love seeing so many familiar faces when we go to these shows. So, thank you for saying hi. It means a whole heck of a lot to us. Enjoy the show. 2017 it's saturday i'm here with friend of the podcast kate Dollarhide, here for round 75 of the rated na podcast Woo. welcome back kate
1: thank you very happy be you've
0: been a lifesaver at the show so far thank you
1: you are so welcome
0: yes so what brings you to pax this year kate
1: um to see you ash oh thanks number one goal was to see you yeah
0: you did it you accomplished <laughs> the goal very early in your pax experience
1: yeah no i just wanted to see friends
0: it's yeah, really it, uh, it's honestly the goal um, Uh, I think about it all the time. And now Pax has very much become a place where i go to see the people that i've met at pax
1: yeah yeah totally Almost
0: more so than the games at pax which probably isn't as exciting for the listeners for us to talk about like our pals but guys our pals are doing cool things so we can talk about the things that our pals are doing as well but um we started off the show pretty early by doing the pax orientation panel yeah that was a lot of fun which you got roped into
1: Thank you for inviting me. I had a good
0: time. You're welcome. Um, Hillary could not make it for personal reasons, and then we kind of tagged you in last minute. You had some sound advice for... uh for the people of PAX.
1: I believe it was eat several vegetables. Yeah. So we'll
0: <laughs> probably actually, I did record that panel uh, for, for our listeners, and we'll probably release a, a chunk of that at least. So you'll get to hear Kate's advice to, oh, to the, the new people of PAX. I love that. But uh, So yeah, that was fun. It was a, a panel that uh, was put on by our friend Mylon Fitzwater Barrows to teach the the new goers of PAX a little bit about the show and it's always neat to meet new people and see how excited people are to be there for the first time and the fact that people go to that panel first for the first thing they do is really oh kind of overwhelming and I was kind of
1: surprised there were a lot of people there
0: yeah it was uh I think more full this time than it has been in the past so you know people apparently like paper airplane fights and, and hanging out
1: I have a video of the paper airplane fight. Do you? We can put it For on sure. the Twitter. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Because it was that, really good. That would good. Be
0: fun. So um, before we get started, I guess we can catch up with you a little bit, and then we'll talk about what we've been doing at the show. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to congratulate you. Ooh. Well, you you got a cool new job. It's so, true. From, I from did the, get a from cool new job. the last time you've been on until now, you have a cool new job, which is something you had been... Yes. working towards for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, about five years. It took yeah. me five years to get a uh, job in games. Now I'm a narrative designer at Obsidian.
0: That's a big deal. It's a pretty fucking cool it's, job. It's really cool. So you're <laughs> making the role-playing games.
1: I am making the role-playing games, specifically um, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire.
0: Deadfire. Now, Deadfire. I know I can't ask you anything about it yet. That will come one day, and I will ask you things about it. Cool. Uh, what I can ask you is about, like, uh, do you get to do fun things like like write the flavor text on like bottles of whiskey found on the floor the players discuss? Um, I, remember, I absolutely do I remember do. talking to Patrick Oh my god! <laughs> long ago um, One of the first times We ever had him on And he was uh, Pat, We're talking about Patrick Weeks uh, From Bioware And he said One of the first things That he had to do Was write all the Codex entries Oh uh, from Mass one From huh? Mass, Yeah oh And my he gosh. said like, He did like Hundreds and hundreds Of Codex entries Those are so long too Yeah. Oh yeah he can spit stuff out though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So do you have to do? Patrick's fun stuff good like at that? his job.
1: Yeah, that's been a lot of. Um, aside from like quest writing or dialogue writing, I've been doing a ton of codex entries. I wrote most of the bestiary, which is like all the creatures and stuff. So I got to just make Do up You ever start bestiary
0: shit. entries with "Holy shit!" exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point? This is a big. Th-
1: this is a big sucker. A big <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you ever do that? No, oh. well, because
1: the bestiary is all written in one voice. That's so like from one unnamed naturalist. Oh, I guess, but the codex entries which are like random books you find around the world they're all written from the perspective of different individuals can I
0: name him now his name the unnamed naturalist is Earl Wallaby
1: I don't think Earl is a canon compliant name <laughs> but um, you know maybe we'll do Earl Y e- R L
0: e- R- Earl Earl e- R- Wallaby.
1: Earl Wallaby, huh? <laughs> e- all right, I'll try to translate that into a Darren. Thanks, Ash. <laughs> all
0: right. I want a special thanks, Ash. A
1: special thanks, Ash, in the for, special thanks section. For
0: Earl Wallaby, yeah. Um, so it's, it's super exciting and uh, like I said earlier to you, we, we are very proud of you. It is a it is a hard thing to, to break into. Uh, but for all of our listeners that you know ha- have aspirations to one day work in games or work at any of your dream jobs, um, You can do just it. keep doing it. And, yeah. and eventually you know if, if you uh, build up a portfolio and you' you care about what you do eventually you will you will fight your way in
1: totally yeah. one thing I do want to say is that um, games really do run on relationships and I don't mean like dating sims but I mean relationships within the industry so try to make friends in the industry not necessarily with um, like creative directors or whatever but people on your level who are also trying to get into the industry because you'll all break in at the same time
0: yeah. That's very true. It's very true. I've known um, just since coming to the show uh, uh, a ton of people that were kind of in the same boat that we were in, you know, years ago that now have made their way into the industry for better or for worse. Yeah. Some of them don't have, you know, happy yeah. stories. But, um, it, you know, it is it, it's cool. It's a cool industry to be part of. Well, let's let's quickly talk about the show now. Yeah. And talk about games. The first thing I guess we were talking about on our way here. We just got coffee. But um, On our way back from coffee, we're like, oh, man, there's no Bioware base this year. I'm really bummed about it. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's funny, like, talking about games and relationships and all that stuff. That's honestly, Bioware base is where I met, like, some of the first people in the industry... Like, uh, I met Hillary there uh, at Comic-Con. Oh, like,
1: yeah, she was working for you at the like time, right? years
0: ago or something oh, like okay. that. And um, Jessica Marazin and Holly Conrad were all working with Hillary, so I met them all around the same time. And a lot of the original crew that was working on Dragon Age, like Fernando Mello and, like, a lot of those guys I met back then just as oh, a big yeah. fan. And then kind of, because I'm annoying, kept in touch with them. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, still kind of keep in touch with them to this day. So... To, to not see the base this year was weird.
1: Yeah, it's super weird. And it's the whole reason I got into Nerd Appropriate in the first place was you guys recorded all the Bioware base. Oh yeah, bass yeah. Uh, talks. It was, what was it, like 2012?
0: 13, maybe. 13? Yeah, it was yeah. a while ago now. It was
1: like before 2 came out, or maybe yeah. right after.
0: I think it was right after. It was, yeah, right after 2 came out, and sort of in between 2 and Inquisition. But yeah, yeah that was a, a really... Um, amazing like opportunity that we had that was mainly orchestrated by Hillary I'll, I'll give her credit for that because she was like she Hell was yeah, in, yeah and um, you know we picked up a lot of new listeners and it was really cool to bring those panels because they did a lot of panels I mean, they we, did so many we recorded and they were all like really interesting. like 20 hours of audio or something Holy smokes. which Scott edited all of it we love you Scott so that yeah. was it was a huge undertaking but you know worth it worth it in the end because we got uh, pals out of it yeah so.
1: we got tons of pals yeah
0: so no base this year but um, something tells me that Base will be back i hope so it will it will it's a really cool place to hang out and relax did you get a chance to walk around and see the sights and the sounds of pax this year
1: yeah i wandered around the show floor for a couple hours yesterday just taking in all the all the sights. a lot of interesting stuff this year especially in the indie section um there was this game called donut county i don't know if you've seen this it's like uh katamari domicine reverse you're you're controlling a large hole in the ground. Okay. Your job is to move it under things and suck them up into the hole. And as you suck more things into the hole, the hole gets bigger. Okay. It's great. That's cool. It's I, super cool. I love
0: the Indie Mega Booth. And <clears throat> I always say every year that my goal is to like play everything there. And mm-hmm. then I always play like 10% of, of the stuff there. Yeah. If that. <clears throat> I did get a chance to play. I'm already losing my voice, by the way. Uh, I did get <laughs> a chance to play um, a game called Tiny Metal there. Oh, what's that? Uh, Tiny Metal. Did you ever play on Game Boy uh, Advance or DS I think it was DS a game called uh, Advance Wars I sure did okay so oh
1: wait I did see Tiny Metal yeah
0: it's rad it's got
1: a sick art style right it has
0: a really sick art style so if you're a fan of Advance Wars there's a game coming out uh, I want to say next uh, spring called Tiny Metal that's uh, a reimagining of Advance Wars it's for the switch pc and for ps4 oh my god that's gonna uh, be so cool it has a very similar combat style to advanced wars obviously it looks a lot prettier than it did back then mm-hmm. uh, you control units and turn based strategy uh, you have commanders that can do different things this time um during the demo that i played you can actually coordinate attacks between your units so you can have three different units all focus fire on a single unit at the same time so oh, you can kind of cool. like lock an enemy unit down and have them, all of your guys fire on one thing to try and take an enemy force. Another thing that was really neat about it is you can actually push people off of um, blocks in a grid. So if you have an enemy that's like on a building and you want to go in the building, you can make an attack that will actually force their... their piece off of that building and like you take over the building so there's a lot more maneuverability and i feel like there's a lot more strategy involved than just advanced wars which is kind of like rock paper scissors yeah um but it looks really really cool so definitely if you're into advanced wars and you want to play on your switch or or on pc uh definitely look for tiny metal coming out a little bit later that's super cool you play anything else super cool that, that you or see anything else super cool on the floor
1: i did see that kentucky route zero is coming to the switch
0: Oh yeah? Yeah. I have not played that yet.
1: Oh ash, it's so good. Is it really good? Yeah. I mean it's like it's really surreal and, and weird and good. It reminded me a lot of um recently finished Inside. Okay. And, like the vibe is really similar. Okay. And like this just cool strange. Do you play
0: like basically every narrative like experience that comes out now?
1: I try. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't get too as many as I'd like. Like I just I just sunk forty hours into a visual novel. And oh, yeah? Now I'm regretting it. It's like, why did I spend so much time doing that? I could have played, like, four small
0: games. Yeah, there's a lot of... I, I'm. We were talking about this again last night, but um, there's something to be said for, the, like, the nice three-hour experience oh, totally. that is, like, really wonderful now. You know, as I've gotten older and time is more and more limited, it's... Um, it's hard to sit down and play like a Witcher. You know, oh, totally. Where you have to, you know, to really experience everything, you have to put like 100, 200 hours and into I it. And I love
1: The Witcher. It's such a good game. Oh, I 3. love it too. Yeah. But it's, it's massive. But I was able to finish Inside in three nights of like two play, two hour play sessions each. It's so yeah. like a six hour total game was perfect.
0: Yeah. And that's why I, I love that about the Telltale games. But my problem with Telltale games is because they come out episodically, I forget.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep track of episodic it is. releases. Like, I started
0: Guardians of the Galaxy and I loved it and then um, life happened and I know like, yeah. episode two is out, maybe episode three is out and I'm like I haven't played them yet. I kind of like just need to wait. I think that's like in my future with Telltale stuff. I'm going to wait till it's done yeah. and then just play through the whole thing. Um, I played a game from Digital Extremes called The Amazing Eternals. Have you? Did you get a chance to no, see that? No, I haven't heard of that. So they have a big booth here. In um, full disclosure, I used to work a little bit with these guys. um, when I did stuff for Sword Quest Legends, but the Digital Extremes guys are putting out a new shooter that's... It's a hero shooter, uh, but it has a weird, like, Silver Age comic style. So it's, oh, like, a very, pulp, interesting. very pulp-like monster comics kind of look to it. Yeah. And uh, you control uh, a different hero, but the thing that makes this a little bit different from all the rest is there's also a card collection system attached to it. Oh. So, yeah. So here's where it gets tricky. So you can... You can Buy or collect different cards and use them to augment your hero um, in, a, in a multitude of different ways, from changing their ultimate attack to the actual like uh, usable like items they have, similar to like a League of Legends. Huh. Um, and also, you can change their. I believe you can change their attacks in general. So it's. I'm imagining balancing is going to be very challenging. Yeah, that sounds uh, but frightening. I played a bunch of rounds. I maybe played for a good 20, 30 minutes, and um, they had I think five heroes that were playable. Uh, here on the show floor, and uh, I had, ended up having a lot of fun. I played this um, this melee hero that was like a giant, like swamp thing type creature, mm. and he could create like a very like May esque wall. Uh, but he was a melee character, cool. so you could wall people in and then just beat it them just to death. Pummel them to death. Oh, oh that's it was so much awesome. fun. And he had usables. He could like. Um, turn his arms into like a giant tree limb so you would go from faster melee attacks to uh, like a big tree limb strike that like knock back and stuff Ooh, and cool. he could also he had a heal over time also similar to may so imagine may but if may was like reinhardt
1: yeah well like crowd control and yeah smashing. like ev-
0: evil as hell yeah right? oh so my gosh that was actually a lot of fun um i really i did appreciate the the art style of it like i said it's very 1960s pulp comics silver age um so, if you're into hero shooters and maybe you're looking for something a little bit different, and you like deck building and customization, definitely check out Amazing Eternals. I think it's I think it's looking pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's coming out relatively soon. I want to say that they're in a beta of sorts right now. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I also played a game called The Ruiner, and I have I have a shit talking story here.
1: Oh, I love shit talking. There is Let's a go.
0: there is a kid in front of me. Uh oh playing this game played through the whole demo the demos at 20 minutes oh boy so first of all i should say i'll I'll do the shit story first then i'll tell what the ruiner is all right i don't want to ruin the story
1: oh boy uh yeah
0: uh so i watched this kid play it through the demo he beats the demo and then he goes to start the demo again no with me standing behind him and i go (laughs) i go are you playing again and he tries to trick me he goes oh no i'm just trying to get back to the main menu By playing the game. By playing
1: the game. By playing Mm -hmm. the game,
0: and I'm like, I think you beat the demo, man. Yeah. And he he goes, Oh no, this is a new part that I hadn't gotten to before. Uh huh. And I'm like, I literally (laughs) said, Dude, you need to get out of here. Oh my god. The the old the old salt finally broke through. Like normally I'm like ray of sunshine, but I was like, I've been standing here for watching you play for 20 minutes. I'm not gonna watch you play for another 20 minutes. No, life is too short. So eventually he left, um, handed me this stuff. And the Ruiner, um, if you ever played like Smash TV, uh, no. Smash TV is like an old arcade game from I want to say like maybe the early '90s, long ago. Uh, it's like hyper-violent um, twin-stick shooter where you go through, and it's like a kind of a Running Man esque game show of like chaos and ultra-violence okay. where you're like blowing people up. And and the Ruiner is very similar. Um, it's a, a, a twitch, uh, very fast twin-stick shooter. Um, the art style is. Absolutely gorgeous though. It's Ooh. cyber cyberpunk inspired.
1: Oh, um, very, nice. very
0: blade runner-esque, super dark, everything's neon, has like a very cool synth soundtrack to it. Um and like I said, ultra violent. So the main attacks and such, you, you have a crowbar and you can do dashes. So you can dash around the map and take out different enemies violently. Yeah. <laughs> um and then you can switch to different guns that you pick up along the way which have limited ammo. Um and so basically it's so fast that enemies come at you from all sides. So you're dashing around, whacking them with a crowbar and shooting them and trying to complete different objectives along the way. Um, it's a very hard game to describe because it is, it's an action game. It's a top down, you know, top down kind of smash TV. It sounds kind of
1: like hotline Miami.
0: It's similar. Um, visually though, it it didn't go for that. Like retro, like 16 bit thing. It's, it's has a very modern looking engine. It's very clean and very polished and really pretty. Um, and I really, I played through the whole demo in 20 minutes. It was very challenging but super fun. If you're into that kind of stuff, definitely um, definitely check out The Ruiners. So far, day, as of day one, Friday, that was the best thing I played on the show floor. So I really absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I'll put some screenshots and stuff a little bit later because yeah. it was a lot of fun and, and super cool. Um, what else did I play? I played a little bit of the new Marvel vs. Capcom just because oh, I'm like really? du- the for Punishment. Uh, which I think is like, if it's not out, it's about to be out. Uh, it's coming I out very soon, so out, there's not honestly. much to discuss. I just went by Capcom, and there was a, an open joystick up, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try. So I played against one of their PR guys, which I beat, and I felt oh, really nice. good. But I called him out. I'm like, you're, you're pulling your punches here, aren't you? Because yeah. <laughs> you, you see my press badge, and you don't want to be like the dick that kicked my ass. And yeah. The, um, but it was fun. I played as Captain America and Thanos And, um, you know, all the old tricks still work if you ever played any of those fights. Like, all the moves are still the same. Uh, Now, because it is uh, loosely based on, like, the Infinity War type stuff, there's different gems that you can pick up that have different abilities or you choose your gem at the beginning, Mm, infinity stone rather. And uh, it gives you different abilities. Um, You can now swap out at any time between your characters. So even like mid combo, you can swap and which opens things up, but you know, full disclosure, I'm absolutely terrible at these fighting fighting games now. Oh man. And like what we were talking about uh, at dinner was, um, overwatch now. Oh yes. Let's talk about overwatch for a minute. Overwatch has kind of filled the gap in my life that, that fighting games used to feel because I, I never got great at fighting games. There are there, there always people that were just, like, infinitely better. Oh, yeah. Especially when it moved from the arcade to online. It was, um, you know, it was impossible to, to ever compete with those people online that that's all they played. So yeah. um, Overwatch has the same... Wonderful variety of characters where they all can do different special amazing things, and you still have your your great heroic moments when you get you know great kills with your ult or pull off a great heal or save or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like you know hero shooters are kind of becoming in a lot of ways. At, at least um, they're not filling they're not filling the void that fighters left in my life, but it's it's sort of it's nice to have them you know. And, yeah and to to yeah totally,
1: it's it fills a void for me that used to be filled by like MMOs right. or having like a game that you drop in and drop out of for like maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, play a little bit, go do something else. You right. know, it's always there in the background. and requires no, um, remembering like what was going on in the story last time. Nothing. Yeah. It's, I love overwatch a lot. I do too. I it's it. like,
0: honestly, we just keep end up, our conversations keep devolving into overwatch talk. Oh man. We, we, we talked about at overwatch at over breakfast. I know we, we were actually at, at, at breakfast this morning and, um, the couple that was sitting next to us were here doing like a uh, bring your own computer LAN parties, oh, yeah. and they were talking about you know how they were at an Overwatch tournament. I'm like, that's honestly, I wish I could do that. That
1: sounds so fun.
0: Let's talk. Let's, since this is the end, this is the, nearing the end of this episode, listeners So if you don't want to listen to Overwatch talk, you oh, can man. go ahead and turn it off. But I want to talk about Overwatch for a minute because. Do you feel like you're good at it? I, I don't honestly know.
1: I don't know. I I hover in, like, the gold territory. That's where I am, because, too. Because, well, I'm a healer main, so I don't know if it's me sucking or what, but I feel like it's hard to climb the ranks.
0: It is very hard. Because I that, don't
1: have the ability to, like, turn the tide in the game so much as, like, a soldier or a far would.
0: Right. And I... I'm in the same boat, and I they they are like I read all the stuff that's coming up for this season that just started, um, and apparently they're making it easier to like your, your skill rating is going to like be easier to maintain, yeah, and, and like you're going to get ranked higher than you would as of last season. Um, but I'm in the same boat. Like I don't know if I'm good. Like I know people that are like plat and beyond, right? Yeah, and um, I have a feeling they're very very good. I have a feeling that, I, I, I'm sure everyone feels this way, but I have a feeling I'm a lot better than a lot of the players that I play with.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. And a lot of it comes down to um, coordination, like right. being on the mic will help your team win so you can climb the ranks faster. And right. if you're down in bronze and silver, you get stuck there because no one gets on mic and no one coordinates. People just pick like random heroes And I, don't I always jump fill. each other. I always feel. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, so you're like, flexing all the time. Right, because
0: like I told you, I play a lot of mystery heroes yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> too much. It's such a good mode, but it, it is. But I, that means that like I've gotten okay at like a lot of different characters in yeah. a lot of different roles. So in competitive, which I don't play a ton of, I do end up filling a lot because there's you get in and like nobody wants to tank and nobody wants to heal. Right. Everybody wants to go DPS. Everyone or, wants to be the hero. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the hero. So like I was like, oh, here comes Ash playing freaking Orisa. Oh like, boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, mm. so. Uh, I should just be like I should just be more of an asshole and just not fail and just play what I want.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to. It's hard. Like I just I see that we don't have a healer and I'm like, I, I know I'm a really good healer. Yeah. I should be healer, but goddamn it, I want to learn how to play Symmetra or Junkrat or whatever. Yeah. like more defensive based heroes.
0: The it's new Junkrat.
1: The new Junkrat is. Incredible. I haven't played him yet. Oh, dude, it's rough.
0: Oh, I mean, it's good. Is he a beast now? Is he's everybody a, playing a, him? He's an absolute beast. Yeah, oh. everyone's
1: playing him. I was. Uh, listening to some pros talk about it, and they were saying that, like, oh, maybe Junkrat will become the new you have to have on every team. Whoa. Which is, like, insane. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a
0: lot of explosions going off. Oh,
1: yeah. Like,
0: double double concussion mine is just, like, I can't even fathom what that <sighs> must be like.
1: Yeah, a good Junkrat is already super frustrating to fight
0: against. Yeah, yeah. I, he's my, um... See, for our listeners that don't like Overwatch, you're screwed, because we're going to talk about guys. Overwatch. <laughs> uh, for For, uh... When I want to relax, he is, like, my relaxing character. Yeah. Because, like, you don't have to really aim with him. No. Um, and I'm really good at laying traps with him. So that's it's sort of a – you can always tell when, like, someone's of age and, uh-huh. and their phone uh-huh. rings. Yep. <laughs> because it's, like, volume 47. <laughs> extremely loud. 47. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. It's like my mother-in-law's ringtone is, like, breaks the glass in the house. Yeah,
1: my dad's is the same. Uh, yeah, you're like, oh, my
0: God. But anyway, so, yeah, Junkrat is going to be insane. Have you tried out those new D.Va changes that are coming in yet? I
1: haven't. I'm a little on the fence. I, I love D.Va. I'm super bad at her, though. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like they – I heard that they nerfed the missiles. Like, they gave her the missiles, and then they nerfed them. So now, oh. that they're, now they're less useful than they were previously. So – um, it sort of remains to be seen whether she will still be as useful or as central as a, of a tank.
0: Yeah, going forward, I, I, it's interesting because they they took away half the time of the defense matrix, right? Yeah. And so that was like that was a huge thing because you could eat full ults up. You oh, could totally. Eat like a soldier or a as ult, and up. now
1: you really have to ration that yeah. just for
0: ults. Yeah, and then and I did try the missiles out on the PTR briefly, and it was cool, but it it does make you play her completely differently because yeah. if you get a, a full volley on. Someone with like 200 health, I think you can kill them. Yeah, they're toast. Yeah, so that's that's wild. That's a whole. Yeah, she's like a murder
1: tank now, which is, it seems counter to what her role should be, but.
0: Right, because she's supposed to be. I mean, I always play her as like a, a, a backup tank. Like yeah, you, you basically stand, you know, next to your Reinhardt or next to your Orisa and, and flank them and absorb as much damage as possible. And if somebody annoying comes close, you just get up in their face and shoot them.
1: Right. Um, yeah, yeah. As a diva, I'm usually following like the frontline DPS and just throwing up a defense matrix while they're shooting or right. whatever. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So it's going to be interesting. I, that's one of the things I think is really fantastic about the game is it's always changing and, mm-hmm. and super fun. So
1: Speaking of changes, how about those Mercy changes?
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Dude. Yeah, so you're a Mercy main. Yes. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm the garbage people tell you about.
0: No! <laughs> it's funny, because I just read this thing that she's like the most played character. Yeah! Which is wild. You would not think like the healing character would be the most played, but... She's,
1: she's a great entry-level character for people who didn't grow up doing competitive shooters, which is me. Like, I tried to get into um, the shooters, the shooting genre as a kid, but when you have never played before and you suck really bad and people are yelling at you on mic, like, immediately I just would leave because it wasn't fun. Um, So I never got that, Mm. like, twitchy aim thing down now. So... And now I'm, like, almost 30, so I don't have the uh, reflexes anymore, I oh, guess. Yeah,
0: tell me about it. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I get, like, arthritic hands. Yeah, my
1: hands start hurting. It's, like, embarrassing. You know, so yeah, with Mercy, you don't need to aim. You just need game sense. And I can look at the game yeah. and tell what's going on and, you know, who needs healing, managing, health, or whatever.
0: That's kind of why I like playing Diva because you don't have to aim well with her. It's more game sense and placement. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, knowing where to stand and, like, when to use your abilities. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Mercy changes very quickly. Oh,
1: my gosh. She can fly? That's wild. She can fly, which is like. I I have a feeling Far
0: Remains are pissed about that. Because, like, why can you fly and we can only do like a little fart hover? Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Uh, I've been watching videos of um, people in Grandmaster and Top 500 playing her on PTR. And she's like an angel of death now because she's so much more maneuverable than like Farah or really anyone else. She can like fly up and just run circles around Farah and kick her ass with a tiny blaster pistol. Oh my God. Because. So beautiful. Yeah, Farah deserves it though. Yeah. Suck it Farah. Yeah.
0: It's the worst. <laughs> the worst is like when you're playing like a competitive match and there's a, a really great Farah on the other team. Oh, it's so frustrating. And there's no one that can hit scan on your team no. at all. And you're no. just like, all right, so we're just going to get it's hit with rockets lose. for yeah. 20 minutes like rocket death. So, yeah, I'm excited about the Mercy changes just because I, I think that as I, me, not as like a Mercy main, but um, I dabble every once in a while. I think her kit is going to be more fun to play now because you're going to be actively using that res every All 30 seconds. Like, you know, every 30 seconds. And yeah. I think her ult, ultimately, <laughs> for lack of, so bad, is going to be uh, more fun yeah I think it's going to have a lot more variety. You can use it to like do extra boost, extra heal.
1: It really changes the pace of the res. game. yeah,
0: I think it's, it's going to be pretty wild to see. so
1: yeah, I think it's been a long time coming, honestly. like when the game first launched and um, people were using Mercy, you would get yelled at if you didn't um, save your res for like resing the whole team. You know? We but should just no- do an overwatch podcast. Oh, we should. I love overwatch so we can much. Do it. yeah. But now tempo reses, tempo which is like you're resing one person at a key moment, yeah. like just in the middle of the match, have become much more commonplace and accepted as like a good practice. Yeah. So that totally works with her new kit where you're only resing one person at a time okay. or maybe two or three with her ult.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I always hear people say that in chat and that as someone, again, who's not a Mercy main, um... They're always like, just use your ult as soon as you get it. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as you see one or two down, like, don't save it for that big ult. No. But now it's like, now you won't even be able to do that anyway. So, yeah. it's cool. I mean, it, it makes <clears throat> makes me wonder. I, I love that they're not afraid to completely change the dynamic of a character. Totally. And that's that makes the game just continue to stay interesting because they can take old characters, like there's Roadhog changes that just went in too, mm-hmm. um, that really revive characters that aren't being played. Yeah. Uh, the big symmetric changes that happened a while back. The big
1: symmetric changes were huge. And oh, now yeah. I can't even imagine playing her a different way.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Like without the, the shield. Without and- the
1: shield or without the. Um- Little, the, little
0: force field thingy? Yeah, the force field. Yeah, it's cool. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, I, I'm serious. We should probably just do an Overwatch podcast. Special
1: uh, episode Overwatch. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So uh, we're going to be here recording stuff all weekend. We're going to be recording with all sorts of different folks. Maybe Kate will come back. Um, there is a panel tonight, which we're also going to record, called Canceling the Apocalypse. So you'll hear Kate on that. Yes. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I don't know what episode number this is going to be, but... This is uh, PAX 2017. We're going to go play some more games and come back a little bit later with more fun stuff. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our PAX West 2017 coverage. We have lots more coming your way, so make sure you subscribe. While you're there, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter, and that's at Nerdappropriate, Facebook, which is slash nerdappropriate, or email us directly, Matt, Scott, or Ash at NerdAppropriate.com sincere and heartfelt thanks to everyone that we met out in seattle it was an absolute blast and pax is a a very special thing for us so uh hopefully we see you over at pax east next year and uh thanks for listening This is a big, this is a big sucker. (laughs) Do you ever do that? No. Oh.